Hey guys, thanks so much for checking out the podcast. You guys have done a phenomenal job of supporting through season one and into season two, and I can't thank you enough. These first set of episodes are a little rough around the edges because I was still figuring out what the podcast was going to become. So if you haven't taken a listen to any of season two yet, I urge you to do that. But other than that, just strap in and enjoy the ride. We have had so much fun making this for you guys. Thank you so much. Hey guys, and welcome to the Nashville for Nobody podcast. I'm your host, Bobby Gordon, also known as Story of Bob. Today's episode is quite a bit different. I have the full band that I play with on Wednesday mornings to record with, and so we are making this our season finale, and our next season is going to start with the next episode, which is going to be a little bit different, and I've got some fun announcements with that coming out soon, so keep your eyes open for all of that. This episode, however, because it is an entire group of musicians who suffer from serious ADHD issues, um, it goes to a lot of different places and it kind of jumps around a little bit, so it's a little hard to hang on to. And there are some um, Broadway stories that may not be appropriate for younger listeners, so just be warned that it does go into a couple of racy areas uh, a couple of times during the podcast. But for the most part, we stay in a realm that's pretty, pretty mediocre, so don't don't freak out too much, but I do want you to be aware that it does talk about some more adult situations. Um, I guess without any further ado, here is the episode. All right, so this time on the podcast, I have the entire freaking band that I play with on a regular basis. So I'm going to go around and let them introduce themselves. So Noah, if you will start out with your official band introduction, kind of like you do on stage, that'd be great. <laughs> really? Uh, <laughs> so, I mean, it's a little problematic since I never introduced the bass and drums, but we'll do that this time. All right. So in our smash hit Wednesday band, we've got uh, Bobby Gordon, your podcast host on drums. That's that's it. And then no, I think he <laughs> wanted you to say like Noah Tellish and the band name. Yeah. Oh, we just we just make up band names all the time. Well, no, we oh, have one now. Name. No, no, we <laughs> have one now. Don't Woody, even start that. We have Woody, one. Woody has declared that we are Noah Tellish and the Well Hungover. Which the Well Hungovers. Woody, you should Anyways, probably bring it. It could be the Well Hungover too. Band because that makes a lot of sense. Well Hungover. Noah Tellish and the Well Hungover Band. But yeah, this is our Wednesday morning band. We play at Legends Corner in Nashville, Tennessee, every Wednesday morning. And uh, it's a good time. We got Kyle Thurkey on bass. Yo, yo, yo. Best mohawk in the band by far. <laughs> For now. Oh, It will always be the best mohawk in the band. I don't know. My pink one's pretty good when I've got it going. Yours is definitely longer. We'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. But yeah, and then <laughs> Bobby has the second best hair in the band. No, uh, no. Me and me and Woody are tied for last place. Neither one of us are follically inclined, and uh, my hair follicles. I, no, I got. I, it. I would <laughs> say that Woody. I, I thought you said phallic. <laughs> I was like, "What are you?" I would talking say that about? Woody has more hair than you, but you definitely have a beard. And I think if you put all yours together, yeah, you're tied. Uh, yeah. <laughs> 
But then we've got the fabulous Woody James uh, oh, on acoustic guitar. So fabulous. And he's uh, splitting fabulous. vocals with me. I play electric guitar. And uh, I play electric when you have to go pee. Yeah, hey. It works. Or bass when Kyle wants to take a yeah. break. Yeah. <laughs> it's really whoever I want to give the bass to. I'm like, here. I'm gonna go piss now. Take this. Well, my favorite part is you're, you're like, oh yeah, you don't. It sounds good. You want to keep going? I'm like, yeah. It's like, okay, cool. <laughs> Have fun. Play. I want to play bass. It's not very on. often that I, other than this shift, it's not very often that I get to like take a break for more yeah. than one song. So when I get to sit down for multiple songs, if you want to keep playing, by all means, play my bass. Have fun. Like, no. I'll, I'll I chill. I don't ever. I, I don't ever get, get that. Then, and then he kept playing bass, so I kept playing drums. And then you came back, and I was like, well, hell. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that's the band. Um, We're the this band. This podcast yeah. is about to get real interesting. If it hasn't been so, already. So, um, I don't know. Let's let's just kind of talk about what we think about country music right now and the the subgenres that we enjoy and don't enjoy. Yeah, you have you have two rockers in the room between me and Bobby, and then you have two like pure country boys. So I, I feel like Noah I need to specify because. I like to tell people I'm a rocker, but I'm not really familiar with a lot of the rock stuff. So when they call a rock song, I don't know it. I play country music like a rocker. Fair. So, like, I'm a heavy hitter, and I like rock-influenced drums. But if you call a rock song, chances are I don't know it. Uh, I'm definitely a punk rocker that knows all the country tunes, and it's absolutely hilarious in my mind. (laughs) And that's why you're one of my favorite people to play with. All right, so um, Woody, since you are new to the show and haven't been on before. Yeah, welcome, Woody. You get to start. Um, Who are some of your favorite artists and your favorite country subgenres or music genres in general? Well, first I'd like to ask why we're all in our underwear. (laughs) (laughs) It's a requirement to be on the show. Uh, Noah, you need to shave. Plus, anyways... (laughs) I just bought this pair last week and they fit great. I mean, it looks yeah. like you're hiding Chewbacca. <laughs> it's like 10 pounds of fur in a five pound sack. Anyways. We are already off the rails. Um, yeah, go ahead. What, were you, what was your question? Yep. <laughs> um, Genre, music, country. What music do you like? A second. What do you like? What do you not like? What are you thinking? I really love everything I do. And <laughs> I just really wanted to take a moment and talk about that. We, we got into my car today, <laughs> leaving the gig. So we, we had our gig this morning, 10 to 2, and then uh, Noah and Woody walked with me to my car, and I drove them to theirs because it's, like, way up the hill. And I refuse um, to pay for parking. And Yeah, and Noah, Noah's by far the cheapest in the band. I think he might be the cheapest person I've ever met. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, maybe the, maybe the homeless guy outside the window at Legends, but no, man, I think you win. But Maybe. we get in my truck and we roll the windows down and Woody's <laughs> looking in the mirror and he just starts talking about how handsome he is and how he's going to break my mirror from how handsome he is. And I'm like, no, nah, you're going to break this how ugly you are. <laughs> so Woody loves himself more than anybody that I know. No, I love um, obviously the classic country stuff. And what do you call it? Coffin country. <laughs> Because, like, I got sick of everybody, like, asking me, like, hey, can you play this? I don't know. I'm a little song. So I'd be like, no, I do the dead guy stuff. And I was like, that's kind of, like, insensitive. So I was like, coffin country. That just sounds like a really cool, like, like, uh, what is it called? Sub genre like of, like. Sounds like a 
death metal version of country, yeah. like death metal country. Dude, I, I was in a country. horror surf rock band for a little while. <laughs> that's <laughs> that awesome. gives me the same, the same wow. vibe. <laughs> a horror surf rock. Yep. That's Dude, a blend. Oh, I was yeah. watching this YouTube video, and like, uh, there was a, um, this guy, he was, he was a great guitarist, and he's playing metal songs with a surf tone, <laughs> and it's the same thing. Like, as you, if you don't have, like, the with the drums, you just have, like, a boom, like, that kind of thing. But you keep the metal, like, it's it's hilarious on the guitar. I love when people do, like, the the metal and country mashups or, like, the, the pop and country. Like, they'll take, like, the two songs, the two genres, and they'll take, like, the pop vocals and then, like, the rock or metal yes. music and, like, throw them together or vice versa. Oh. It's, I love it. Do you remember those CDs that came out when we were teenagers? Let's see. There was the uh, um, like, Pop wow. Goes Punk. Yeah. Yes. And, like, Pop or uh, so we, Punk Goes I was a rock. teenager a different time than you were a teenager. <laughs> so. No, you're not that much older than me. How about you? What are you, 35? 36? Yeah, 35. 35? Yeah. I'm 30. So we were teenagers together. Yeah. <laughs> How much older are you than me? I'm 35. Are you? Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. No, you're the baby. I'm the spring chicken here. I'm the only one left in my Wait, toys. So, the so you are the youngest? Yeah. Oh. He's I, 29. I'm 30. Okay. I thought I thought you were a couple years younger than Noah. It's because my of bad. my incredibly immature personality. This, yeah, is, this exactly is definitely true. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. no argument there. And, and I can't grow up facially. Well, uh, so you, you do look young, which is not a bad thing. And I don't I mean, it's it gonna be. Myself. It's definitely going to be helpful for you down the road for sure. <laughs> yeah. But no, that's my problem with like modern country music is that like, you know, if you're going to mess with it, at least mess with it well and, and, you know, like actually put like big heavy guitars in it or like crazy cool pop beats or something. But don't, uh, you know, don't just do like uh, uh, just like anemic pop sounds just to like kind of smooth things out then it just becomes like super vanilla just the, just the just basic to... boom kick boom, the, yeah. yeah the boom's there <laughs> Noah's right, trying so, so yeah. hard he has to question. use a big word when he talks Le- legitimate he question um do you think the push for a country going so pop um has anything to do with how much easier it is from a production and studio setting because you don't have to have yeah you don't have to bring you don't have to bring in a whole band, whole band. you can you can just bring the whole band on the like road everything. now. And so then a producer can legitimately come up with the entire song by himself, make it radio ready, radio ready and then just put vocals to it. And yeah, they have, got, a, they have a formula that they go by. I mean, but I'm just talking about the, the convenience and, and everything of it and how quick you can crank out a tune rather than having to find and hire a band and get everybody on the same schedule and record and then well, overdubs and re-records or whatever you need to do on top of it. I could see that. Like, McDonald's is going to be quicker than getting a nice meal like the, at a sit-down the, restaurant. The efficiency yeah, it's of just being able to sit down and program everything and not have to deal with people. I would think it's a little bit more just, like, I mean, market-driven. Because, like, sure it's... Because, like... Because the players in Nashville, like all the session guys, are so good. It's not like you're doing like twelve takes for each part, anyways. No, but and that's so, also super expensive. If you're paying each session dude a couple hundred dollars a song, well, no, the most well, session it's guys it's get not. I I I don't even. I I agree with both of you. That's part of it, but a lot of it is we do have a lot of pop producers that have moved from like LA and even oh, yeah. New York, New York and LA, man. So you have those people and then you had bands such as uh, Florida Georgia Line and Sam Hunt and, and people like that who 
use that pop sound and they were such big hits that everybody was like that's the direction we need to go which brings us back to money his yeah. marketing standpoint but also yeah i mean I, I also think there is that factor of that hey it's a lot easier and cheaper to have one or one to three people doing this project instead of six to 15 people doing this project right. and then we can put all the money into promotion into live productions road stuff like that uh it again it, i i think there's a little bit of everything that's pulled it in that direction but also that's just where even like early 2000s rock like lincoln park was very much in that edm type scene yeah they were, I mean, they had a DJ that was doing all kinds of cool and crazy stuff for them and producing and had producers that worked with them. So I feel that music has been involved, evolving that way for quite some time now since that technology has come out. Yeah, it's a lot easier to sit at your computer. And, I mean, no. I don't play piano at all, and I can sit on my computer and come up with a quick little bass line and mm-hmm. then probe it into this little piano thing on my computer and boom, I've got a piano part. Like, I think the biggest thing is the demographic. Who's listening to the radio? I mean, let's be honest. Who's listening to the radio? It's going to be moms and teenagers. And I can't tell you how many times I'll be playing. You say, can you play something not so twangy? I like the country music that isn't twangy. You know what I mean? Because like, they're not raised with the country music. They're uh, in the car, and they're switching through stations, and they just need something that has a very nice beat. It's uh, fun to sing along to. Whereas like the fun is more important than the... the um, message now i would say i'm sorry tennessee whiskey it's a great tune but it's like dude how many times are we gonna listen to it they're not listening to it for the words they're listening to it because it's catchy you know and um like what's that one that got me like applebee's love yeah yeah it's like so, it's stupid but who likes it I do. it's the i like that song. i think it's <sighs> it's i'm not saying it's a good song that's what i'm saying though, but you see what i'm saying they, they enjoy I, I mean, it because yeah, it's, it's not a fantastic piece of it's literature, so easy yeah. to like just get into right you know and also it's it's one of those songs that uh is the word I'm looking for, like viewed towards the normal demographic, like the right. everyday working man. It's, it's yeah. consumable. Yeah, there you go. Well, and here's the thing, too. Like, country music used to be just for country music fans, and it used to be for primarily your, pardon me, your uh, rural people, you know, I would say, and small town folks. I mean, they would obviously love it, whereas, like, a lot of the uh, other people, like from cities, they would want it to be, like I said, not so twangy. And so mm-hmm. they'd want to have it just be a little bit more, uh, so they could have a bigger market. Like, cause I, I could listen to a banjo all day. A lot of other people wouldn't. They'd be like, uh, you know, okay, I'm done. A lot of people listen like that. to banjo for about ten seconds. Yeah, like, yeah that's yeah. exactly right. And so yeah. I think it's also the, uh, you know, they just wanted to broaden it out. It's like when the in the '60s when Chet Atkins came in and changed everything. He made the Nashville sound. He smoothed out the Hank Seniors and the Ernest Tubbs and started giving us like the Eddie Arnolds and the Brenda Lees and people, people like that, where it was still, you know, it was still good, uh, voc- vocals obviously, but it was, it wasn't the twangy stuff. You know what I mean? Right. It goes into spurts. Like, what is it? That uh, chicken fried. That's pretty twangy. Mm-hmm. Everybody loves it. It's catchy. It's very catchy. That, but then, you know, again, that's, gosh, that's like what, 15 years ago now, 10 years ago. It was 2010 time, or so. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're going for 12 years now. So I don't know. There's a lot of factors in it. I think. So, that's right. That's what I think. That's fair. Zach Brown also put out a hip hop album. Yeah, it's exactly. Well, yeah, that yeah. was so. What he was talking about that uh, that brought up another idea in my mind is 
there's also again we're talking about producers and people that you work with yeah there's so many producers now that work with each other and they have all these right. clients different clients they oh, bring yeah. in and so you have country artists working with pop artists and rock artists like uh what was it chris stapleton and bruno mars did a song together it's pretty dope I don't know yeah you, i think ed sheeran's on that one yeah too. yeah yeah, yeah. Like, no, that, that's a, one is song? i don't remember the don't name remember, of the song uh, um is it it's recently it's been it's, a few years but dude i'm so out of touch it's, like it's the, really mm, good the new songs i hear when i play with you guys yeah well you were talking about the producers kyle and the um uh, the the guy who produces Morgan Wallen and Florida Georgia Line, rest in peace. They just broke up. Yeah, I heard that, dude. <laughs> but really, yeah, yeah, they're breaking up. Yeah, and it's like I wonder who cheated on who. Yeah, <laughs> but I, I kind of like who cheated. Who? I didn't know for sure that that's what was happening. Yeah, but um, I follow their drummer, and so like he's posted a few things, and it's kind of like. He had a job, then he didn't have a job for a second, then he had a job again, and then he didn't have a job for a second. Yeah. And I was like, okay, this is well, the, going the, well. The, the guy who produces both of those, uh, FGL and Morgan Wallen, was Joey Moy, who produces uh, Nickelback. Mm-hmm. Well, I remember back in the day, Shanae, I call her Shanae, Shania. <laughs> she, she was, she was pretty, Shania. I like that. No, dude, she was produced by favorite. the ACDC producer right uh mutt lang yeah well they were married yeah yeah so like what there's obviously like pros and cons to the mixing of genres and everything what do you like about it like what is it bringing to the table that i like that it's brought so many different artists together like like so that song i was talking about it's called blow and it's chris stapleton bruno mars and ed sheeran those are all three fantastic artists alone and they're right. putting on this song and it's actually kind of more of like a rock song. Mm-hmm. Like, and it's, it's something I had never thought those three would like pulled out and put together. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I don't know who wrote it or whatnot, but that song alone had those three on it. It was pretty awesome. So I like that factor. And it's also, I've noticed on, not just festivals bringing in random acts and genres together, but just like individual shows. Like, mm. yeah, you know, you'll have a tour of a rock artist with like, uh, shine downs taking out jelly roll. Oh, dude, I love that. And jelly rolls primarily country. He has right. some like rock stuff, but like he's primarily country. Yeah. He's going out on the road with shine down. Like that's going to open a whole new audience to him. Yeah. And that stuff wasn't happening 15, 20 years ago. Right. I mean, it was a rock set list, a rap set list, a country set list. Like, they weren't mixing the genres that's, unless that's it was like Bonnaroo. Me, like, about the your traditional country people. I know several traditional country people who, like... I love the air quotes. ...talk all about how much they hate today's country music because it's so poppy. But then they listen to pop music and R&B music and everything else, too. And it's like, dude, you like all this stuff. Why does it have to stay like, just exclusively in their box? Because to them, they're not getting to play what they love and want to play. Like, if I had it up to me, I'd be playing all 90s rock and, like, pop punk and emo stuff. Like, that's all I'd I would do. I'd be in that band. Well, I'll, I'll tell you what. But that, that is still a niche market. Like, I still got to play country. I If I want to be successful in what I do, I got to play all the fucking genres. I can't just play what I want to play. No, yeah, I, there's stuff out there that I don't like. 
still going to play. Like, I don't like playing Wagon Wheel a hundred times a week. <laughs> like, everyone knows that is not right? my favorite song. Again, you, I'm gonna... You made it part of the show. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you exactly why us traditional country folks don't like us mixing our music. America. <laughs> I feel like you should be very careful with how this is going. <laughs> oh, man. Again, I, I wonder why we give Woody a mic. Dude, I, I, no, have you seen I Bill Burr? I suddenly regret this entire idea. No, have you seen Bill Burr? Like, oh, dude, he was doing a, he was doing a special, and he was talking about, uh, uh, so his wife is obviously African-American, and they were watching this Elvis thing. And, uh, you know, they were talking about how Elvis obviously took this and that from all the black artists back in the 50s. And it was it was just hilarious. You guys got to look it up because it's really funny. I heard it. Yeah, you've heard it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's it's bad, but it's so freaking funny. Mm. So, like, as somebody who like the thing I enjoy, don't laugh, Woody. What are you? This what are you? This way of censoring you. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> no, like the thing I like about like the mixing of the genres is like uh, I really appreciate the ones that do it boldly. Like, I love Sam Hunt's production. Mm-hmm. Like, I get it if you hate it. I mean, even if you're a country purist, of course you're going to hate it. But, like, I love how he's doing, like, hard pop beats with banjo and, yeah. and, and actual, um, and actual uh, country instruments, you know, embellishing it. And, like, to me, that's so much more interesting than listening to a... Uh, a well, yeah, but it's, it's so much more interesting than listening to a... Uh, a standard country pop production that's just like your your wall of guitars mm-hmm. and we're just we're we're not gonna do we're not gonna do anything too crazy so people will still think it's country i'm like that's way less interesting i'm yeah, not but I also think you're looking you. at you're looking at that from kind of a production standpoint in the sense that like sure, yeah. you do produce your own music and so like all of these are ideas that you think about in your setting yeah so i don't think like but, your average person would consider that. Well, every, so but everybody really also, everybody thinks and views musically differently. So right. there's a lot of people that listen to it strictly for the beats, listen to it for the melody, and then people that really only listen to it for lyrical content. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, And I mean, as musicians, we listen to it completely different than your average yeah. person. Yeah. Like, we dissect and analyze and can't stop. Well, but, as a, but as somebody who like enjoys more traditional country, uh, I'm like I would rather hear the uh, the old instruments being played in a new way than I would rather hear just like get rid of the old bluegrass instruments right. and just watering everything down. Because it's like you know you're pushing for excellence instead of instead of watering down for for neutrality. Yeah, I get you know that. what I mean. Oh, Woody didn't put his phone on vibrate. Jeez, man, it's amateur hour. Inconsiderate. <laughs> Inconsiderate. You, you fired from the podcast. That's right. <laughs> Just so y'all know, Woody gets fired literally every ten minutes with us. He's still here, but we just fire him every he doesn't leave. ten minutes. Here's the thing: like I get fired. It's he doesn't. I get fired all the time, but like I still come to work. It's like Noah; he died like years ago, but he's still here. Like nobody told Look, him. I am absolutely shocked that you were there before me this morning. Yeah, like. Completely shocked. He was on time last week too. I've been doing really good, man. I've been taking care of myself, and I've been actually doing it. How many, I sleep wet, good at how night many, now. How many days has it been since you drank? Uh, this is what is this? I think this is my third day. Third day. I'm proud of you. That, yeah. That's a, that's well, a considering 
that you drink enough to forget I existed after we had met several times. <laughs> 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 Sorry, Bobby. Like, so Noah, <laughs> Noah moved into a new house not too long ago, and um, I came over one day to record a song for um, for Noah and Woody. I came over to record some bass for them, and I walk in. And Noah goes, you want to see what Woody drank last night? And I'm like, <laughs> sure. You know, and I'm thinking it's going to be like a couple of different like random cans of stuff and maybe like a bottle of, of some whiskey or something. And I walk over and there are 21 empty Coors Light that Woody yeah, right, had right. smashed himself in just a few hours. And I was like, man, if I drank 21 Coors Light, I'm pretty sure I'd be dead. Like... <laughs> I have a really high tolerance. I don't know, like, because I was talking to some friends of mine, like, and they're like that too. They, like, some of some people can drink liquor. I can't do that. There's well, others can, who can drink I, beer. I like, can drink liquor, but I I can only have so much too. Like, a couple shots, I'm I'm done. If I I drank on my birthday, I had 11 shots and three beers. And the only reason I know that is because like I marked it on my hand. Every oh time yeah. I took a shot. <laughs> and oh. I was playing a gig too, mind you. Oh no. Oh, my. Somehow nailed the gig. Yeah. As soon as the gig was over, done, <laughs> gone. I don't remember a thing. Yeah, I don't remember a thing. The next two days, two full days, I was hungover. Yeah, didn't matter what I did, I was. I felt terrible. Yeah. Two days straight. I mean, I'm sure eleven shots. I'm pretty sure it's just straight alcohol poisoning. Is really I mean, all probably. it was. Dude, but, yeah. There's people who can do that. Like I can't imagine. Like bro, I beer. That's different. It's not the. Ugh. I didn't drink for like. A week or two easily. I yeah. just like I don't want to touch alcohol. Right I will now. say one of the things that I appreciate you is like you understand where your limit is, and well, like the drunkest I've seen you on stage, you can still perform. You're still coherent. I had to learn where my limit was. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure you did, but I do especially I was I was also sober for three years, well, almost three full years, up until my divorce, and it, after I got divorced, that's ah, when I divorce. started drinking again. <laughs> I started drinking after that again, um, and. I was like, all right, well, I remember how I used to be prior to this, and mm. it was always really bad, so let's just do let's better. Let's see what happens at three, and we'll stop there. I thought a three is a good number for me. Yeah. We should stop it at three. <laughs> so a lot of times I'm on stage, and I was explaining this to my mom, uh, my girlfriend, some other people the other day. We were talking about drinking on stage because they're like, it always looks like you're drinking so much. Yes, my job is to sell you entertainment, music, and alcohol. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So if I'm getting you to buy me a drink, you're probably buying a drink too. So right. I'm going to try to get you to buy me 10 drinks, not during the day, but my night shifts. Oh, yeah. And I'll take one, and I'll do a couple holler and swallers, but I'll only do that first shot. After that second one, I'll only, like take it, put it in my mouth, turn around, spit it into a cup or a beer bottle. Mm -hmm. Or I'll just like act like I'm taking it, turn around and set it down behind yeah. my amp or something where they it's can't like our, see. I it. mean, our weekend gigs. Yeah, you, usually you, you see me do it. Six, seven, eight, nine shots left up on the stage when we're done. Oh, more than that. There were thirteen last time. Mm. Oh yeah, there were thirteen shots left over that were just untouched on the stage from us. Oh, but it's dangerous. Again, it's it's our job is not only to sell entertainment and music, but we got to sell alcohol. Right. Like yeah, people are in there to drink. We want to get you to drink more. The more you drink, the more money you are going to spend. Uh, really, they don't. Ultimately, even have to everybody's drink it as happier. long as they buy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, 
There's, there's Plus, a, they pay full price when they buy the there, bench. There's yeah. definitely definitely a trick to it because this town is is dangerous, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, no, we've all fallen into it. Like next yeah. thing you know, well, like, I mean, there's so you're, many just, you're having such Broadway. a good time, just like they are, and you're like, how many have I drank? And you look down, and there's five empty shot glasses yep. and five empty bottles, and you're like, what? Dude, my, my, I still got two hours left. Like, yeah. shit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. One of my favorite things I ever heard was uh, Nashville is a is a drinking town with a with music the, problem. Yes, that's one of my favorite <laughs> right. lines. Yeah. It's one of my favorite it's lines. It's true. Um, it, it is. It, it is a drinking town with, with a music problem. Side 100%. note on the drinking thing, because it's only recently been a thing, because like, I don't drink at all. Yeah. And then like the last couple weeks, there have been like an oddly high number of people that are upset about that. When they, like, find out I don't drink. Man, when I was sober and I was playing downtown, that was something that I ran into a lot, and I never understood it. When I would tell people I don't drink, um, they would they were, like, mad at me. Right. I'm like, what do you, like, that, me yeah. not drinking shouldn't affect you And I mean, like, all. normally I don't get that, but the last couple of weeks, it's yeah, been, like, I, happening I a did, lot. I actually did get it a lot when I was sober, and I also played with bands that, like, highly promoted alcohol. Uh, one mm-hmm. of the bands was sponsored by Screwball, so, like, we were always promoting that, and I was sober, and so when people would buy us shots, I, I don't drink, and I try to give it to either give it back to them or somebody in the crowd. Like people would get mad that I wasn't drinking, and I'm yeah. like, why are you so mad about this? This doesn't affect you. I don't, I don't you understand at all. that at all. Yeah, it was it was like this morning. The that's why I like kind of batted at that lady when she made a comment about the non-alcoholic beer, and yeah. I was like, lady, we sit up here and drink for four to eight hours yeah. straight daily. Do you do that? Right? She was like, I drink daily, and I'm like, four to eight hours straight? She's like, oh, no, I couldn't do that. I was like, exactly, so we're taking a day off. Like, it's yeah, cool. Yeah. <laughs> Your average person yeah. can't do that. <laughs> like, and the dude in the back just goes, yep, every night after work. <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah, and I fully believe it. Uh, <laughs> the, the one the group of the three of them, the two guys and the girl, that one dude – the, the white guy, he was drunk. He was drunk. <laughs> he was drunk. He's a and that was, that was what? 1230, 1245. <laughs> Dude, I, I'm such an introvert. I don't even like notice these things. I oh, noticed he was pretty drunk. For, for your gig, because it's such a laid back gig for me, because I'm usually doing the high energy uh, shows, it's, the, it's the, one of the only gigs where I just like get to sit back and chill. So I literally watch everything. I'm, mm-hmm. if, if there's people, I'm watching people in the venue. If there's something going on outside, like I, I love it. The Fifth and Arts Building is there. That's so much entertainment for me right. now. Oh yeah, <laughs> stuff happens all the time on those corners. Like, oh, we so, gotta bring up Spider Man. I was fixing to say oh, yeah, Spider Man today. Man yeah, like I'm s- during the break, sitting at the very back of the room. I see Spider Man walk by, and I'm like, hey, Spider Man. <laughs> not even close to the weirdest thing that I've oh. seen. My favorite was the uh, the guy on the the go-kart dressed up as like a Mario Kart. Oh, I forgot about that. Cruising around yeah. that one day. It was when like, was that? Uh, was you weren't playing that. with us yet. We still had Elijah. Oh. Um, oh I think God. it was a Monday. So we, ha- I think it was Tristan or yeah. Dylan. And yeah, it was Tristan because I was sending him a bunch of memes about it. We were, uh, I'm so sad I missed that. <laughs> Have you seen the, uh, the squirrel that's dressed in the suit and has the little hat and sits on the bench on the dude's shoulder? No. What? That, yeah. It's, See. The squirrel is dressed up and sits on a little wooden bench on the dude's shoulder, and he goes around and lets people take pictures. That's awesome. That's have you have you seen the statue girl lately? She like paints herself green, and she's, no, uh, no, she usually stands between like Tin Roof and uh, whatever the one next to Casa Rosa is. Uh, benchmark whiskey. 
Um, whiskey bent? Whiskey bent. Whiskey bent. Yeah. I think. Something yeah. like that. I so she so. usually stands somewhere right there on that side between those buildings. I don't know why specifically there, but that's where I see her Fridays and Saturdays. And, yeah, she's like a statue girl, and she has the little... Um, what movie was it? Was it Euro Trip? I know you got in the fight with the robot. Wasn't there a statue in there? I, I remember. It had the little, like the whistle thing in its mouth. Well, she has that too. So like that's awesome. when people tip her or whatnot and she goes to thank them, she'll like tip her hat and like use that little whistle thing. It's hilarious. Dude, that's awesome. Do you guys remember, what was it like a five or six years ago? There was a guy that walked around Broadway dressed like Jesus. Like he had the long oh, white, yeah. hair, yes. and the white beard and he had he the white robe and he would walk around. And he would just like put his hands together. And mm-hmm. bow. He would. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Dude, I would, what was, it? I was, there was a, uh, it was our buddy was playing. And we were at, uh, I think it was Benchmark. It was there on 2nd. And that's on 2nd, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's gone yeah. now. I it's that go- yeah. Oh. That was my favorite bar in town. Yeah. And yeah, they're playing, can I, you know, that's my church. Can I get a hallelujah? And then this guy walks out, like, behind them. Because, you know, the stage right in front of the window. So he's just, like, doing, like, dancing around. Oh, my God. That's hilarious. I hope he was, like, listening and heard that and was just, like, waiting for the line. Fun fact. Jesus likes Newports in the back alley of uh, Tootsie's. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, there's that. Never mind. I'm not. Just keep this door closed. <laughs> not going there. Not, not even going to go there. Um, but no, back to like the statue thing. Like, do you know what the laws are about busking? In so Nashville? in in Tennessee, there are no laws against busking. They okay. allow it. You don't have to have any kind of permit. The only thing is, you cannot be standing directly in front of the doors, and I think you have to be more than ten feet from the doors. You can't be like right next to the building. Right. You have to be away from it. But yeah, I mean, as long as you're not causing any kind of ruckus, like. I mean, you've even seen it with the those Bucket crazy drummers. Bible thumpers. And then mm-hmm. uh, last week they had some kind of like breakdance competition thing going on. Missed that. I think it was a Bible thumper out there and he drew a crowd and then somebody started dancing and it drew, it literally like turned the crowd away from the Bible thumper. So it was absolutely hilarious. Um, but yeah. Because, like, over the course of the years, like, I've had some fun busking ideas. They don't, even when those crowds get huge, unless they're, like, in the street where there's traffic, they don't ever stop them. But everything that I've read and researched, because I was curious about that when I first moved here, unless it's changed in the last couple of years, there's no laws against busking in Nashville, to my knowledge, that I've found. Well, if they could get rid of the bucket drummers, I'd be okay with that. That drives me nuts. I love it when the Broadway rapper shows up in front of merchants because there's always bucket drummers right there. And he doesn't, like, force those kids to move, but they get out of his way pretty quick. Mm -hmm. (laughs) He's legit, though. I love him. Oh, dude, he's awesome. He's awesome. Such a nice guy, too. Mm -hmm. And the crazy thing is I don't even know his real name. Oh, I don't either. I talk to him every Friday and Saturday. I go up, say hi to him, give him a hug, say what's up. (laughs) <laughs> but like, I've seen this guy. When you're busking for like that, years. though. I mean, I have total respect. I've like, seen he's this guy legit for doing years, something. and I still don't know his first name. Yep. Dude, I should set up spray paint art and do that. You do it. Thinking about it. If you if that's something you do, no one's gonna stop you. I've seen people out there doing it before. Neat. I may do, try that one day. Do you remember the guy who had the he had the magic cigarette? He'd yes. hang out at nighttime, yes. and it, he'd like, it about. would like move. He was like a, he was a magician. I don't, I don't, I've seen a mu- would, like, magician. Yeah, it would float and, and spin. Yeah, not, not that guy. Uh-uh. It was weird. It, I mean, he was really good at it. Like 
why don't we get cool buskers like that? Like we get bucket drummers that aren't drummers that just well, hit buckets. Have you seen what those kids have been doing lately? No. Now they're just going around with like candy and like some oh, like yeah. computer printed piece of paper that's like, oh, we're doing this for our football team. Right. Oh yeah. yeah. Ask them any questions about their football. Oh, they team. don't know. They know not. They're literally they're, and they're selling candy bars for like three and four dollars, like scamming these like old women. Like, what I want to know is why they, they aren't could in probably school. just be like, do you want to buy a candy bar and make the same amount of money? Yeah. Hey, you want to buy this for a dollar? Someone would buy it. Yeah, sure. I'm drunk. Dollar you know, like candy, candy bar, sweet. Yeah. It's, it's it's when you're trying too hard and you're putting too much effort into something. Yeah, we had a couple of those kids that was like, oh, hey, I'm trying to sell these uh, candy bars to my football team. And, like, literally come up to my window. I'm pulling out of the parking garage. Yeah, they, they yep. Mm-hmm. And then uh, me and Elijah are, are leaving Crossroads. This is, like, 11 o'clock. This is, I guess, 2 in the afternoon. And uh, this is great. And then... So I, don't know, I give the guy like two bucks just to go away or something, nice. and uh, and then his friend comes over. He's like, "Oh, well, what about my football team?" Da, 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 da. Sticks his whole <laughs> head in my car window, and I'm just like, "Nah, dude." And then I I just I took a right turn, even though it was the wrong way, just to just nice. to get out of that yeah, situation. Yeah. So, has anybody ever tried to get in your car thinking you were their Uber? Uh, not me. I've done that to people. Because that's though. happened like so, five times to me. So when I was driving for Uber, uh-huh. I would have people get into my car and like not be the person. And nice. I, would, I would like, are you Jennifer? Like, yeah, I'm Jennifer. I'm like, okay, cool. And I'd like click start and I'd start driving away. And all of a sudden somebody would be calling me. Hey, it said you started my Uber ride. And I'd be like, you said you were Jennifer. Oh, no, I'm Lauren. I'm like, what the? I was going to take you to the wrong place. Why yeah. would you get in my Uber? Like, <laughs> yeah. I asked First of you. all. <laughs> so I've had that yeah, happen. Like, that's neat. All of a sudden, Kyle's on the news <laughs> kidnapping people. Man, no, I don't know. Not me. Mm. I don't want none of that. See, I couldn't do that. That would. Oh, I, I about drove one incident like that, and I'd be like, screw it. I'm out. Yeah. I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah. I, did, I did the Uber and Lyft side hustle for like five years, and. Now, I do oh the, the DoorDash thing imagine. every now and then, and that one's, aside from just being generally frustrating, it's all right. So I never, I stopped driving at night after only doing it two or three times. And I was like, this is crazy. Everybody's like hammered drunk. Like, this is a bad idea. And one of the, my last night driving at night passed like seven o'clock. Like seven o'clock was my cutoff. Sun was going down. Like, I don't want to deal with these drunk people. People are already starting to party. These are the cool people I can deal with. After this is bad news. So last night I drove past, I think it was like 10 or 10.30 at night, maybe a little bit later. Get a request from some apartment complexes. I go and I I drive over there, and there's three guys standing outside in a row, shoulder to shoulder. And the two guys on the side are holding up the dude in the middle. He's clearly hammered. And I'm like, hope this dude doesn't throw up in my car. That's my first thought was... Hope he doesn't throw up in my car, but let's get him home safe wherever the hell he's going. So they open my car door and I'm like, hey, this is my friend. Uh, we ordered the Uber for him. He's drunk as hell, man. Just Can you just make sure he gets home? We've already let his wife know. Like, she'll be waiting at the door when you pull up. I'm like, cool. That's simple enough. Like, let's, let's get you to the house. So I verify with the guys, the sober dudes. I'm like, hey, you know, is this the correct address? They're like, yep, this is his house, blah, blah, blah. This colored yep. door, blah, blah, Like, this is where you need to go. Sweet, cool, thanks, guys. We're driving there, and he's hammered. I mean, just gone. And he's trying to talk to me. 
<laughs> and you know, I'm entertaining it, and he's asking me questions and whatnot, and I'm asking him questions, and he can't really comprehend much. But we were having some kind of conversation, <laughs> and we get to the house, and he looks out the door, looks out the window, looks at me, looks out the window, looks at me, and goes, "This isn't my house." <laughs> and I was, I looked at the address, and I was like, "Yo, your buddies told me this was your address." Uh oh. And he goes, "No, man, this isn't my house." And I was like, okay, well, show me your driver's license. And uh, he goes, I haven't changed it on there yet, so it's a different address. And I'll, he goes, I know where we're at. If you just turn around, take a left, and he like, tell me where to go. He's like, I was like all right, you know, like, screw it, whatever. So he's telling you, me where to go. Does he make you pick up McDonald's? <laughs> no, bro. He made me go in a circle straight back to that house. <laughs> 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 I literally went around the block in a circle. <laughs> Right back to that same house. I looked at him and I said, Yo, bro, is this your house? He goes, Yeah, man, this is the one. And I was like, what? Oh, my. So, that is beautiful. So, like I said, the wife was waiting for us, right? Yeah. Well, when we first pulled up, she had saw my car and she went to go open the door. Apparently, she opened the door like as we're pulling away. Oh, no. And the guys had told her like what car I had and everything and that I was on my way. And Apparently, like, she went out to the street and was, like, trying to wave us down, but it was, you know, it was dark. I didn't see her. That's awesome. And so, like, we come back around, and she's, like, standing in the door just, like, <laughs> <laughs> looks pissed off. And so I, I, I get out. I help. He, again, he's clearly drunk, so I get out. I help him uh, get out of the car, and we start walking up to it. And she's thanking me, you know, thanks for getting him safe. I told her the story. She laughed. And um, he goes, hey, man, can I tip you? And I was like, yeah, of course, like. I'm always Hell down yeah. for a tip. <laughs> Here's a story, part of the story I didn't tell you. He had a two cans left over of the 16 ounce PBR cans, like a six pack. And so he's like, "Hey, can I tip you?" And I was like, "Yeah, sure, man." He just hands me the two PBRs. He goes, "Here, man. I don't think I need these." <laughs> and I looked at him. I was like. I think I'm done for the night, man. You have a good night. And I went home and drank them two PBRs. That's awesome. <laughs> oh, man. Oh. oh, man. It's such a lavish lifestyle we live. Dude, that's impressive. PBR's heavy. Like, if he's drinking those. And he had, I mean, I don't know what else he had, but I know he had at least four of those. And he, he had to have something else because the dude was drunk. Oh, yeah. Like, the fact that you took me in a circle around your block to the same exact house that you looked straight at and said, this isn't my house. That's beautiful. Well, it would have been even better. He says, that's not my wife. <laughs> oh, that would have been absolutely amazing. So what's the like craziest thing you guys have seen downtown? Oh, man. I haven't really seen that much crazy stuff. Oh, I've like got one. Some fights or whatever, but that's about it. There was one time I was, I've got a couple. It's like, there was one time I was playing Rippy's side room. I know. Hold your applause. <laughs> and um, it was a four to eight. That's when they, I don't know if they still have it, that shift, but that's what it used to be. This was years ago. And um, I'm, <laughs> I'm playing, and all of a sudden, all of these people in the crowd, the entire room just turns, and they're looking at me. I'm like, all right, I'm doing good, you know? And then I look behind me, and there's just two drunk people fighting like crazy in front of Tootsie's. And then there was another time I was ever beside her. Again, four to eight. And this woman, all of a sudden, her eyes go in the back of her head. And she collapses, falls backwards in her chair. And just has her arms wide open. And then all of a sudden, her friends come over and they're like slapping her and putting some water on her. Then she leaves. You know, oh, it was nuts. And then, oh, I have another crazy one. One time I got, one time I was One time at band camp? 
Yeah, sorry. There was another time. I was at Tootsie's. I was playing the main stage. This was a, a 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. And uh, uh, I had two yinglings. And all of a sudden, I, you know, I had to go across the street to play a right beside room again. Um, but this time it was 2 to 6. This must have been a weekend or something. I don't know. Anyways, I go over there, and I'm, I'm all set up. I'm, you know, ready to go. And then all of a sudden I start seeing fog around my uh, peripherals. And I'm, like, ex- super exhausted. Like, I can't hardly move. And I realized somebody put something in my drink. Because I wasn't drunk. I only had two beers. And I was like, and guys. we have covered before, that won't do us. Yeah. And, <laughs> yeah. and I told my guy, my buddies ever beside me, I'm like, guys, you got to help me. And they're like, well, we'll give you some water. I'm like, okay. So I just started pounding waters. I mean, it helped a little bit. But, like, I don't know what it was. I don't think it was a roofie, though. Because I've heard roofie, you can't do anything. I've, I don't know. Uh, I have been roofied, and you no, know, you forget. It causes completely like memory loss for the time. Yeah. And like, yeah. You, this was something else then. I I was like non-functional and don't remember a damn thing. So yeah, you yeah. Apparently, yeah. I did drive home um, at the beginning of it, so I made it to the house safely somehow. Wow. That's, that's don't good. don't remember leaving or anything, yeah. but I made it home. Thank God. So I was uh, I was um. It was a Friday night. I was done for the day. I think I played like 11 or 2. I was just hanging out watching Smallville. You know, it's 8 p.m. And uh, this is probably like November or so. I get, a, I get a call from a buddy of mine. And he's, so I'm like, crap, do I need to go in for like a late shift or something? So I answer the phone. He's like, no, no can, can you come pick me up from the hospital? I'm like, yeah, sure. And so, I, you know, it took like 20 minutes to figure out where the hospital was. Because I was new to town. You know, I didn't know. I mean, plus it took ten minutes to get it out of him that it was on Church Street, and uh, <laughs> apparently he had he had been roofied because he uh, somebody was trying to roofie the girl he was singing with, mm. and so uh, but he ended up drinking the drink. So um, yeah, they they took him out, took him to the hospital, emergency room, whatnot. So I show up there, and uh, I can probably use his real name, but the uh, I uh, I was like, hey, is there a Warren Garrett here? <laughs> they're called out Warren <laughs> and then and then there's uh, no there's nobody by that name there so I called him up I was like crap that's his stage name so I called him I'm like Warren what's your real last name <laughs> and so then so sure enough I was like oh it's this guy yeah that's and hilarious it's like me there's a lot of people in this town that they don't know my real last name they think my real last name is Turkey and I'm like Nope that that's just my Herbalicious. my that's my stage name. <laughs> that's my nickname growing up, and now it's my that. now it's my stage name. Say what? I did not know that. You didn't know that? No, no yeah, that's that's my nickname. I feel like we're like super good friends, and I don't know that. So now <laughs> my feelings are a little hurt. My real name's Robert. In case you were curious. Yeah. Oh, oh no way, Bob. No way. <laughs> my first name's Thomas, but I tell that to the world. Nobody so. knows my real name. Do you guys know my real name? No, shut up. No one really cares about your own name. <laughs> <laughs> I was getting there. Uh, no, um, I, didn't, I haven't really had anything crazy happen, but uh, I had a bass player collapse one night. That was interesting. And then they got him up, and he was like, no, I haven't drank much. I don't know why I passed out. And then like two minutes later, passed out again. He was like, fell right the fuck over. Wow. I've watched – actually, I was at playing at Legends on a 6 to 10 on a Monday, and – 
This when the first scooters like first came to town within the first couple of mm. months. Oh yeah. I watched I this. Scooters. I watched this older lady. I'd I'd say she's probably in her sixties, and you heard her. You heard her outside. Like shout to her friend. She's like. I've never done this before. Mm. And she takes off. And she had like this southern accent too. Mm. It's hilarious. And uh, she <laughs> takes off. Gets about 10 feet. Eats it. Eats it in the middle of the intersection while the light is green and almost gets run the F oh, over. Uh, I mean, and dude, she ate it. She didn't just like fall. Like she ate it. Face smacked the ground. Like Ooh. she was all cut up and like bloody and they had to call an ambulance uh i've seen a couple fights I've seen a lot i watched a homeless guy walk up fifth i think it was fifth and just start smacking a sign a street sign repeatedly just smack <laughs> smack smack like he just he walked by it and hit it and when he as he hit it he stops and then he just reach. i have a video of it somewhere i'll show it to you guys later <laughs> but he just reaches back and he just starts smacking the sign just smack Smack, I mean, dude, you probably smacked that sign like 30 or 40 times. Yeah. So I said that I recorded it, and then later I put it on Instagram uh, with Michael Jackson's Beat It behind it. It was, Beat It! It's just like smacking the sign. That is great. beautiful. Um, I watched, I don't know the drummer's name, but the dude that fell out of. Oh, uh, the window. Yeah, the window. Yeah. I actually saw that happen. That was crazy. <laughs> Yeah. Um, Dude, did you know that he broke one of his ribs? Yeah, and then he played a gig. Yeah, and he did. Then he went to the hospital. So yeah. he, he fell out of the window, <laughs> and then he finished his gig. They were like, I think he took a couple of songs, but like he got back up and finished the gig. Yeah. <laughs> then he went across the street at crossroads. He's got a broken rib. Might have been more than one. Yeah. No, I uh, I broke my finger at a gig once. Oh. Uh, came down on a rim shot. My finger was <sighs> in between the stick. I was playing at rim. Kid Rock's third floor rooftop whatever it is and i think yeah it was kid rocks and i look out and this lady is just sitting there this homeless lady just sitting there over the uh fire hydrant it was open mm-hmm. and she's just oh yeah. washing, washing whole, herself remember, there's a video of it oh yeah video i saw it was not my video but wow. i i was playing one of i don't, I don't know if it was broadway second or third floor yeah. yeah yeah it was on broadway uncensored and She's oh. just like washing her, not not just washing herself. Oh, her like, whole like she everything. was like making love. Oh to yeah, that, she was that water it. faucet. It was gross. <laughs> so there, there there was one time it was uh, that was this, so, uh, so bad. Why did I say that? <laughs> it was this. I have uh, no idea why, why you did I that? say that. <laughs> <laughs> there was this restaurant so that had good. just opened up, and um, this was a couple years ago, and it was me and uh, two of my buddies, and. Uh, we were all pretty drunk. I feel like you they were, drunk? No. but here's the thing though. I think they were way more drunk than I was that, or I just controlled it better, but they decided they were in the elevator and they decide, you know, they're looking at this sign and it says, you know, um, this elevator will stop for emergencies or whatever. Like if something, if there's too much weight or something and they're like, Oh man, that's full of shit. There's no way, no way. Send one of them. I can't remember which one, they decide they're going to jump at the same time and slam their feet down on the elevator. And when they did that, the elevator stopped. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's at night on a weekend, I think it was. And we're in the middle of this elevator. Now, mind you, we worked for the guy that owned this particular restaurant. And so we're stuck. And all of a sudden, you know, they had to call the firefighters. 
And like they're like, oh no, we, we were just gonna say that it just happened. We we didn't do anything. We just, blah, blah. And I'm like, because yeah, oh, there's crap. not cameras in LA. Right. Yeah. And so I'm like, oh, okay, great. And so, and I'm like, guys, don't do it, don't do it. And they did, just boom, boom. And so the elevator stops. These firefighters open up the door, and we we're looking down at them. Mm-hmm. And then they have to bring it down. And I got out of there, and I'm just like, Ugh. I'm just like, I'm uh, great. I just got fired. And so then the bartender let me have a free shot, but it was like. Ugh. And then they at just, that point, then we all just exactly left. what you need is more. Yeah. Like, oh, <laughs> man. But here's the thing. I wasn't the one that jumped. I was like, guys, don't, I don't think that's a good idea. Don't yeah. do that. And they're like, I Bleh. would be so mad if I got stuck in the elevator due to someone else like that. Like, I mm-hmm. got, if it was a failure, I'd be a little freaked out. But it is what it is. But if I got stuck in an elevator because you wanted to be stupid. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you this. I'm not going to say anything, actually. Nope. Just not going to say anything. I mean, I get well, furious yeah. when people I'm gonna ruin your world for the next hour. Yeah. Slow. We're Much stuck less in being, like, legitimately stuck yeah. somewhere. And what if you have to pee? Yeah. Yeah. What do you do? Pick a corner? No. If somebody gets me stuck in an elevator, I'm going to pee on them. Yeah. Because yeah. Again, I'm, I'm going to make your life <laughs> hell for however long we're stuck in that elevator because you wouldn't be <sighs> a dipshit. It would be, yeah, miserable. Um, I was playing the Valentine one night. This is actually probably four years ago, like when I first started playing there. And there was this couple that was just like, they were drunk. I don't know if they came together. They most definitely left together. But um, they got up against the stage mid-song, mid-set. They just started making out. Like they're up against the stage in front of everybody, in front of the band, like just making out. And this dude just takes his hand, backside of her pants, just sticks it all the way down and just starts. Oh, yeah. Like, backside, up and down. Wait a minute, backs like... Her ass. Yeah, really? Yeah, oh. yeah. Dude, Just, see, that happened to me, too, at two. And I'm like, <laughs> I, I, have, I, have, I have a video of it. Because, so, you know, my phone's on the mic stand. So... so <laughs> wow. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> oh, man. So, <laughs> the phone's on the mic stand, and it's, like, pointed right at him, so I just turned my camera on, and I, like, video. I posted on uh, uh, the uns- Broadway Uncensored Broadway page. Uncensored. It, yeah, if you are not subscribed to Broadway Uncensored, you, you need should to do be. that. You should be. Oh, man. That, that explains worse. everything. He was all up in there, man, digging for gold. Dude, like, okay, so that came out wrong. What I meant to say, that didn't happen to me. Uh, I meant I was on stage, uh-huh, and I uh-huh. saw this, but it was from uh, the it happened front. And I'm like, it was, I mean, this this guy, again, just like what you said, just, you know. Didn't care. He was going yeah, for it. No inhibitions. I'm like, holy crap. You know, I'm like 22, 23 years old, and I'm watching this happen, and all the, every guy on stage is just like, what the? <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm all down for some like public fun and some PDA, like whatever. But like, I'm not gonna try to finger my girl's crack in the middle of a yeah, crowd. Well, <laughs> like, here's what? the best part: we were playing like it was an eleven to two. Dude, this, this is, is a morning, morning. Oh. and this is oh. happening. At least mine was a closing yeah. shift. That Dude. makes a uh. lot more sense. But oh, morning, yeah. really? Mine was a closing shift, so my like that. I, I you know, I just get <laughs> wow. it. Like, you're, you're drunk. You're trying to hook up. Actually, oh, I think she might have been a bachelorette. Now that I think about it, I think oh, she was a bachelorette. Yeah, because that was another because re- we made a big deal out of it on stage. Like we called him out and like 
Yeah, yeah, she was a bachelor. I can't tell you how many times I've seen the bride to be cheat being. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just someone posted up something the other day on one of our pages that it was like clearly the the bachelorette, like she's in her getup. Mm-hmm. This dude starts dancing with her, and then he starts making out. They just start like making out. I think it was a second fiddle rooftop. Dude, uh, I was playing with a group, and the guitarist started making out with the bachelorette and like came back up on stage later and was like hey it's not my responsibility to keep her marriage together (laughs) man i i get that like we're all like full-time musicians and people have this persona of us that we're just oh they really do that we're just we're down to do whatever and like we don't care like we'll We'll sleep with you if you're married or whatever. Um, yeah, jokes on you. That's not how it works. Yeah. <laughs> like for for the like, I mean, there are those guys. But yeah, like there, for the majority of us, we're at There's, least moderately okay people. But like, I like my genitals to not be detachable. I've had a I've had a girl <laughs> I've had a girl approach me, give me her number, and I did not message her. Yeah. Then she found me on Instagram and was like, "Hey, why didn't you text me?" Or she said, "Hey, thank you for not." Te- or, Thanks so much for not even one single text. Some some snarky little comment, yeah. and I just replied. And then underneath, she said, "Thank you for not for not one single text. You guys sounded great." And then like just complimented the band. So I replied back to her and I said, uh, oh, "I'm sorry, I have a girlfriend, so I'm not gonna do that. But I really appreciate you enjoyed the show or whatever. Like glad you guys had fun. Uh, make sure you follow who I'm playing with. Yada yada yada, and." Um, because I did that to anybody that messaged me. I'm like, yeah, right. go follow the person I was playing with. This is who you saw us, who you saw us with. Like, go make sure you follow yeah. them. And she goes, oh, it's okay. I'm married and gave me a wink face. And I was like, that's cool. I feel really bad for your husband. Mm-hmm. Good for you. And I was immediately blocked. <laughs> I was like, yeah. like, that's, that, what? Yeah. <laughs> so it seems like, because, you know, we see an incessant amount of bachelorettes. Yes. It seems like, and this might be a perception because we live in the party world, but it seems like a lot of people just get married for the for sake the of, well, for the party of it, and just because it's the next thing to do. Yeah, you know yeah. I mean? no, I feel that. Yeah. I mean, I'll be completely honest with you. That's kind of why I got married. I was, one, engaged prior to that, mm-hmm. and so when I came here and I was like, finally doing what I wanted to do. I was out of college, wasn't teaching. I was, I was playing music. And I was like, all right, cool. And then I got a girlfriend and it went well. And I was like, okay, well, you know, we're supposed to get married. And also I was supposed to get married prior to that. So I was like trying to fill a void from a previous relationship, which is a terrible thing. Don't ever do that people. Um, but I tried to fill a void from the previous relationship and just kind of like rushed myself into a marriage. And then you met a nice Pennsylvania girl and it was all downhill from there. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, yeah, people, you're 100% right. People do it just because that's, the, that's, that's what society tells us we're supposed to do. We're supposed to go to school, graduate, get a job, get married, have kids, bring on the next generation. Like, F that. F society. Like, what? No. I don't even know if it's societal pressure so much. It's just like the human craving to, like, want to do more. You know what I mean? No, it's I. I really believe that it's a societal yeah, I think pressure it's just, because I mean that's that's the story that you're fed. Yeah, from like from when we were kids. Like, that's the that's the plan. The, that's what you do. The Disney princesses were waiting for their knight in shining armor to come save them and rescue them. I mean, 
so they can get married and have kids. It'd be like much every, more fun if I every could get TV knighted. show that we watched growing up, it was the same thing. It was like, here's your nuclear family, and here's what the kids are doing. And, and if you don't have that, you're wrong. Yeah. So if you do it out of order, you're wrong. I definitely feel it's a societal thing, a hundred percent. Like that, we're especially. Yeah. It 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 just in my opinion. See, I would argue. Uh, backwards, I would say that the stories work because that's something that's ingrained into into humans. Well, it's, it's something we've been doing for so long. It's just it's only gotten a later progression in our age that we have done it. Because if you look back in the seventeen, eighteen hundreds, they were getting married at like twelve years old, even yeah. all the way up to like yeah, early nineteen hundreds, people though. were getting married between like fifteen and seventeen years old. And plus, like because the whole precept, the whole thing of a teenager wasn't even a thing until the 50s think Mm -hmm. about that Mm -hmm. like the whole point of you having kids that young back then was because one you didn't live that long right Right. two you typically lived on a farm and you needed all the hands on deck you could get right so you you had as many kids you could have to right flourish your family that's why i'm saying you it's the whole thing is to bring on that next generation because that next generation is going to continue the work that your family's Mm -hmm. been doing and, and if you live past 40, then yeah. it's just all the extra help. Now we're in a society where it's like, do we really, like, we don't need that. <laughs> if you make enough money, you don't, you can pay for whatever you need. Right? <laughs> it's the truth. So, well, I nice. just want to make enough money to where I don't have to worry about food. <laughs> I want to make enough money that I can afford to say no to late shifts. See, I feel the same way about what do we shifts. all? What do we all have in common? Well, and here's We're something else. Musicians. Like, <laughs> this, is, this is the thing too, like that nobody wants to talk about. Modern men have to work five times harder than their grandfathers did. For women, twenty times worse than what their grandmothers were. It's called hoflation. <laughs> it's destroying Western men's desires to be providers and protectors. What? And this is imagine why, this: we're this all a bunch of Mario's trying to get a bitchy Princess Peach who just deserves to get eaten by Bowser. Side note: Luigi is the only hero in that story because Mario's trying to get laid. <laughs> Dude, when I Noah sent that one to me, hoflation. Oh yeah, it's beautiful. Where did I find that? Oh, there's a fantastic. Woody's Facebook getting his page. information from memes. <laughs> So, because of Woody, I'm going to have to put a disclaimer at the beginning of this podcast. Uh-huh. Oh, yes, you definitely will. <laughs> All right, Woody, you might as well just un, you know, let loose. No, don't, don't no. do that. Let's not encourage him. <laughs> I didn't even say anything bad. I've just been fucking... <laughs> shut up, Woody. <laughs> just just shut up, Woody. <laughs> that's hilarious. That, that's, that's Woody. Yeah. <laughs> and Noah. What? I'm on my best behavior right You're now. You're doing well, but like yeah. your bad behavior comes out in memes. Oh, yeah. It's fantastic. <laughs> your memes are awful. <laughs> uh, you know, yeah. Memes. Comedy. That's... Never mind. I'm not going to get it. Your sense of comedy is different. Intense. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm not... Yeah, I'm not going to get it. Like, I mean, I'm, right I'm, I'm... I have a pretty dark humor, and you get me sometimes, and I'm like, whoa... I didn't know that could be a joke. <laughs> oh, anything can be a joke. Clearly. Yeah, that's the point. <laughs> All right, um, so getting back to some sort of topic, what is your favorite stage to play on Broadway, starting with Noah? Well, it was Rippy's main, and then I got fired. Um, 
Now, by fired, you know, everybody in this room <laughs> understands that a fired from the Tootsie Circuit is just a... It's a promotion. It's, it's, a, it's, right, a, it's a promotion. It's a rite of passage. <laughs> yeah. You haven't been fired from Tootsie's. You haven't had that, your Nashville that graduation. That's your graduation of Honky Tonk School. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, that's the truth. And when you get your first I'm, GUI, I'm literally, I'm literally posting that right now. Uh, <laughs> getting fired from Tootsie's equals Nashville graduation. Oh, yeah. That is amazing. And, uh, you tell become you. a man, young pal. <laughs> Tag Frankie in that one. <laughs> <laughs> I love playing uh, Alan Jackson's second floor because, you know, you do it solo acoustic and the bar is super close to the stage. Everything's like laid out great for playing my original music. Mm-hmm. And, uh, uh, but uh, beyond that, I do genuinely love playing Legends Corner. Yeah, it's that's, just, that's uh, nice. It's kind of the same thing. Like people are laid out close enough. Mm-hmm. Like obviously it's a band setting, but people are still laid out close enough. You can like... Um, you're not trying to holler at the people in the back of the room to chug their booze. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I gotcha. And, you know, you can hang out, you can play your own songs and thank you guys for actually learning my own songs. And, uh, yeah, cause I haven't I actually learned them. I just pull up your charts. Yeah. <laughs> so good for your songs. I harmonize like a canary from Taylor Swift's bedroom. Okay. I sing good. A canary from Taylor Swift's bedroom. You need to reach for that one, didn't you? I really did. <laughs> you did. <laughs> I am. I am the songbird of our generation's songbird. Woody, if you want a pay raise, just you can run the bucket more. Uh huh. <laughs> that's, that's the only <laughs> way we what, get a pay raise. You know what he did? So I I, I he... hate this term, bucket girl. I I hate when I hear that. Oh, he calls but, me bucket um, bitch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. First time he he gave me a gig, he's like, bucket bitch. <laughs> Hey, I'm changing your name in my phone to Bucket Bitch. Bucket Bitch. Oh, it's true. He's like, hey, I gave you a job. Run my job. Make me money. It's true. Anyway, Bucket Girl. You were going to say something. You hate the term Bucket Girl? (laughs) Yeah, I do. I I hate the term Bucket Girl, but yeah, um, that's what you are. You're a Bucket Girl. Nice. I honestly completely forgot what I was going to say with that, but that's where we're going with it. (laughs) Derailed. Hmm. Um. Woody, what's your favorite stage? Uh, I would say um, I used to really love Tootsie's main stage in the morning. Really? That was fun because of just it wasn't crazy yet. You know, like at that time, like on a Monday morning or something like that, it was always really nice. Um, I, don't even, well, I don't even know if it was a Monday morning. It might have been Friday mornings I did. But anyways, it was nice. I liked that. And then second floor, like Noah said, um, AJ's main stage and Legends, uh, I like those too. Legends just seems to be cleaner than everywhere else. It's because they like vacuum the stage there, and they, yeah, they, I mean it looks good. Their yeah. bar I will backs say it's go never around. Sticky. I mean, I, you saw the bar back today. He's going around cleaning all the windows yeah. and like wiping everything down, like they all the care. dust. They, yeah, I love they that, actually. Yeah. And it all depends on who your managers are and who the owners are. I mean, yeah. yeah, that that's one of those buildings that has a like specific owner. It's not into an investment group. So I just don't like going on those stages where, like, you leave and you wonder if you got hepatitis, you know? Oh, so Honky Tonk Central. Oh, yeah. <laughs> or, or dude, remember uh, uh, Big Shots? Oh, yeah. Dude, that place. That's where COVID originated. I mean, I'm not even <laughs> kidding. That shit's nasty. <laughs> All right, Kyle, what's yours? My favorite stage. <sighs> if you say your bedroom, I'm killing you. <laughs> <laughs> My bedroom. 
Well, there goes my answer. Um, I've really, over the last year, I've come to love Old Red. Okay. Um, I haven't played I, there yet. I've, I've had a residency there for a little over a year now. And, yeah, I, I really like it. Um, I've done some of the morning shifts there, which I, I hated it because you literally had the crowds on the side and above you. There was nobody in front of you. Mm. So except for maybe like two or three people standing at the bar. But in the mornings during the day, it's, it's a restaurant style. There's not a yeah. whole lot of people standing at the bar. Six to tens, eight to midnights, or their uh, ten to close shifts. Those because um, their weekday hours are different than their weekend hours. But those shifts, those later shifts, it's always fantastic. The sound crew is always there. The lights are good. You got the big giant screen behind you to put up your logos, your Venmos, anything you want. I and do like above that. that. They have the live screen of you to show the whole top floor. Oh, oh so that's legit. Uh, yeah. No, I don't get to look. It's behind me. It's behind me and up. Like, how do I get to look at myself? I'd have you to try. You would be looking. I would be. I. Yeah, I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm gonna turn around while I'm playing. He's gonna be playing bass, just staring at himself. No. <laughs> Damn my mohawk. I don't even that. like. If there's a camera in front of me, I won't look at it. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm not the kind of guy who's like, oh, camera, hey! No, if I see a camera, like, I, will, I'll, I might be in front of it, I will look away. <laughs> there's not, if you look at a lot of my pictures, I am not looking at the camera. I'll pretend I didn't see the camera, but now if I see my reflection or something like video of me, like, I'm glued. Like, I have to watch me. If someone else, like one of my friends or somebody is being interviewed and it's not on me, or like they're doing something with a camera, I will then run in front of the camera and be like, hey, camera, 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 and then I run away. But if there's like a picture <laughs> or something, like if it's focused on uh, me, I am not looking at that camera. I am so awkward in that way. But Yeah, I would say, I think I'd have to say Old Red, man. I mean, I love the Valentine. I've been there forever. Um, but there's there's some things that I don't necessarily like about that, that stage. Yeah. Um, Big stages, I'm going to go Old Red. If I'm going to do a smaller stage, I'm going to say Legends. Legends is a good stage. Uh, it's uh, just great, yeah. Since you brought up Valentine's, so we met because I played a gig with you at Valentine. Mm, three, I think that's how I met both of you guys. May, probably. I met you at Valentine. Yeah. But yeah, no. I don't think, I I don't know think it was the same gig, but that's where I met And me. like, yeah. I don't know, we were probably like, three gigs in like our third or fourth gig that we'd play together and i was like a thousand percent sure you hated me <laughs> i thought the same thing too like really first you, like you three times just i played like, with you yeah pretended i didn't exist completely oh, i'm sorry <laughs> like it was weird and then i don't like it was like the fourth or fifth show and like i walk in and you're like hey man what's up and like we've been best friends since <laughs> super I, weird but yeah I, so it's nothing against y'all i do a lot of people uh if i don't know you i i kind of assume people don't like me <laughs> so i don't I go out of problem. my way to be like hey man da, da, da. But after i was like playing with you guys for a while i was like hey, oh, hey like what's your name man like I know you, like, we play together, like, what's up? <laughs> you know, because there's gigs that, like, I did a gig the other day, and I didn't know the guitar player, and I, I came in from another shift, so I was, like, running in, setting up, we started playing, yeah. and it was just real quick, like, hey, man, my name's Kyle, like, kind of like we did, just, hey, yeah. nice to meet you real fast, but as soon as we were done, man, like, we didn't speak to each other, like, he, he bolted pretty quick, but, like, mm. we didn't say a word to each other, and it's just one of those things, that's me, like, it's... Yeah, which is no, funny because a lot of people are like, oh, you're so outgoing, da, 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 which I guess I am. But if I, again, if I don't know you, I'm always, I'm more See, reserved, I guess. I never got that from you. I always thought that you were really personable and really um, 
friendly. Like every time I'd be playing well, and well, see, Noah would when say. When you came into the picture, like I already had a friendship with them. Yeah. So I was already like open and I saw how you two were together. So I kind of knew how I could interact with you. Where these guys, yeah. I didn't know anybody in the band. Right. Like, well, I for me, was, was filling in. <laughs> yeah. It, it's a little bit different for me though, because like, I just remember like, you know, I know I'd be like, all right, well the band's going to take a break and. Uh, you know, I just thought you were just so personal and like really sweet and nice. And, you know, you would always just run off with my girlfriend and you'd be gone for like <laughs> half an hour. And I, you know, you'd come back and Kim would be having a cigarette and, you know, you'd be like, oh man, can I have a water? You know, and, <laughs> and for the next like 24 yeah. to 48 hours, your girlfriend. And then you're happy. like, all right, I want nothing but slow songs now, Woody. Keep it steady. <laughs> You think he's going in yeah, one direction, and then no. like, I think I'm getting like a real nice compliment, and all of a sudden it's oh, he's been nope, so could you be so rational? Taking <laughs> taking my girlfriend. Wow. <laughs> this is news to me. All right, it's because she offered him candy. Oh, it's true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah why do you, Why do you think she always gives me Kit Kats? Right. <laughs> yeah. What about you, Bob? Where, where's your favorite venue? I think my favorite stage is probably the stage. It's a good one. Stage main. Uh, so that's where I was roofied, just sidebar. That's oh, where I was so roofied. So you probably don't care for that one then. <laughs> but no, that was when the first handful of times like I came to Nashville to just like hang out and check out the bars, that was always my favorite. And the bands that played there were always my favorite bands. So like See, I kind of have that before mentality. Before all these like bigger name bars like Old Red and yeah. Kid Rocks and all them have, have popped in, um, that was one of my favorites too because it was the – Bigger venue. It was. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. ne- the only I think other bigger one was what um, Tequila Honky. Cowboy. Honky Tequila. Tonk. It's it's high up, but it's not necessarily a big stage. It's a big building. Tequila Cowboy for sure. But I would say yeah. I would say like to me the two big stages where you, you have like the most room that and like. Wild Horse. Uh, yeah, Wild Horse isn't necessarily like a Broadway venue. Yeah. I guess if we're talking Broadway, I mean if we're talking about venues specifically. Just anywhere in the world, I'm gonna go with uh, Moonshine Beach. That place is dope. But Dude, you guys ever played in Noah's Closet? That thing is so <laughs> deep and dark. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, the stage. That's 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 a good one. Yeah. Yeah, I do like the stage. And and again, that that's like partly like nostalgic because of the people I've seen play there. And like before I was in town, mm-hmm. um, I would definitely say some of the artist bars, except the things they've done lately, make it more difficult. Yep. Um, and, like, I don't mind the electric drums. Like, I can get by that. But, like, the volume being so low and it being so hard to catch the crowd's attention. So, did I tell you I played my first gig with an electric kit the other oh. day? And I did not like it. It it, it can it can it be problematic. Was, especially, like, the, the few times that I did pull an ear out so I could hear, like, oh, that's the impossible. crowd and stuff. <laughs> that was weird. Yeah, no. It, oh, I love it. It was. You would. <laughs> the sound was so in my ears alone was just so dry and empty oh, yeah. that for me, somebody who I moved from drums and bass, like I couldn't even get into it. No, like, it, it, it can just, be hard. Uh, atmosphere mics, like the, the pointed towards the no, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. no. Mm-hmm. And, and I've said a couple of times, like they should have at least a couple of monitors, even if it's just like the mains mix coming back at you so that if something messes up, you can pull an ear out and still like have some uh, kind of context. What venue has the monitors but directly above it, but they're still facing Johnny Cash? Yes, Johnny Cash. Uh, yeah. play there. So they do that, and I really like that helps so that. much because it, 
Um, last time I played Jason Aldean's, like, about halfway through the show, they messed with something, yeah. and my ear mix was just jacked from that point on. And I would have loved to be able to pull an ear out and hear something. And If I – so Crossroads is the only place that I wear in-ears mm-hmm. that I do not control my own mix, and that's obviously yeah. because they're still analog, and I just I, – I trust Cindy. Like That's the thing. Like, Cindy – I typically, if I have to change anything, it's just like Minor. slight, and it's just a little. And she too understands louder. when you say, "I just want a hair of it." She she understands it's just a hair, not a whole mm-hmm. decibel. Yeah. Like, dude, I had that problem last night at a place. Like, I needed less guitar because I guess they changed the gain halfway through the show or something and blew my ear out. But I told him to turn it down, and he turned it completely down. And I was like, no, like. I needed it down a little and then turned it up exactly where it was. And I was like, you know what? It's and then, cool. Like, and then fine, some of the guy, like some of the venues, the, the sound guys aren't there the entire time. And so. I almost think that's better because everywhere I play where the sound guys there the whole time, halfway through the show, they start messing with stuff and it ruins well, my ear. Like, that's why I like old red man. Like they, they set it and they leave it, but there, if something goes wrong, they're there. You can get, you can, you can get it fixed almost immediately. Well, that's one of the reasons that Noah and I like second floor so much because you run your own, mm-hmm. even though you're by yourself. Second you floor know, uh, of AJ's. Uh, AJ's. Okay. Sorry, we just say second floor because that's. But yeah, yeah. yeah, that's. I I love that too. Plus, I can get like the rockabilly echo, like the Sun yeah, Records yeah. sound, like a. It's pretty neat. But no, I, you know, now that we're talking sound guys and stuff, I think that makes which gigs are going to be good gigs. Like, oh, yeah. Like, which I've, bars I prefer to play or don't oh, like yeah. to play is almost solely based on the sound. So I've had several people in town call me a diva now for the simple fact of I don't play specific bars because of either A, the bar itself, or oh, yeah. B, the sound guys. Like, Dude, if I could afford to be like that, I would. I, I'm i in a very fortunate spot of the, the, the gigs that I have, yes. But, like, there, I mean, there's just bars I just refuse to play. Mm-hmm. I don't tell people that when they text me. I just say, oh, no, I'm sorry, I'm booked, whether you know I am or not. But there's right. just some bars, man, I'm just just not going to play. And it, I'm not going to go through a headache for four hours just to make a paycheck. No, I, yeah. I, I did that for 15, 16 years of my life, <laughs> yeah. working a day job. Like, yeah, I'm not putting myself through something if I'm unhappy. That's so dumb. Oh, <laughs> oh I say yes to so many gigs I don't want to do. Yes, I know. I hear it. <laughs> That's why a lot of times, especially if it's a gig that I've like never played, I will. I'll, I'll ask people. I'll be like, "Do I want to play here? Like, do I want to do this shift? Because I want to hear what other people will have to say about said venue if I haven't played it yet." Yeah. Because if it's a negative review, I'll be like, "Well, I don't need the shift, so I'll pass it." Like, whatever. That's um, fair. But then, if there's, it's, if there's it's been a new like, venue, there has been this week though where I'm like. Three of my gigs got taken away because of that race that's coming in. Dude, town. I'm not looking forward to this sold, weekend. They got sold to private events. So um, I lost three gigs this week, and I was like, all right, well, I need to make some extra money. So I've been like, hey, who needs me? That was so, my last week. Like, but That's also I why I don't tell people what venues it is I don't like. Yeah. It's easier for me to say I'm booked because then yeah. there's a situation like this week where I'm like, yeah, I need work. And I put myself out there, and they ask me to play a venue I don't like. I'm like, Okay, I can get. I'll, I'll do it for this one week. Like, there's right. actually one that I picked up this weekend that I I don't like that venue, but. You no, know, my last week I'm started out super dry, and then so. I ended up picking some stuff up that I didn't expect. But yeah. yeah, that's 
that's something that I don't think a lot of people understand is even on Broadway and even though it's like crazy and stuff like you can't really count on anything being there because it can just disappear. Yeah, it'll, it'll and it can disappear the day of. Which to me means that I say yes a lot more often than I should yeah. just because like I know I've got this opportunity. I might not have one next week. Yeah. I was I was talking finances with someone yesterday and like I pay all my bills at the beginning of the month so I don't have to worry about it. Right. Because if I do it like week to week on whatever's due, I'll screw myself over because I'll be like, oh, well, I'll pay the light bill next week after the gigs and then have a week with no gigs and just be like, screwed. Yep. I mean, if you're fortunate enough to be in that situation, yeah, it's definitely the smart way to do it. Mm -hmm. I was never in that situation up until last year. I was finally like in a good, healthy financial spot. Yeah. And so, yeah, I get that. Like, pay pay everything up front when you mm -hmm. can, and then, this, this or at least all. as far out as you can, yeah. and then work toward it. But yeah. give yourself as much time as possible. Yeah. I, so I have my bills that are they're split. I have like some the first, and then some around the mid fifteenth, seventeenth area. So I like, I pay everything like fifteen days in advance, basically. No, the so the only bill that I legitimately have to wait on is my phone bill because they won't let me pay it at the beginning of the month. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I try to, like, make a house payment, like, a month early just because I'm paranoid. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I try I mean, to do that. It's, when I well, it, that's fair or because it, it has literally just been all of our work was pulled away from us. Like, we had mm -hmm. no options. Like, it was – I mean, it happened to a lot of people in the world, but we were definitely affected by that 100%, especially this town. Yeah. This town heavily relies on people like us to do what we do. So – I, I I completely understand that. You know, I mean, I was very thankful when my truck blew up, you know, last October that I had some cash that I could turn around and put it down yeah. towards a new truck. It sucked throwing down all that, but it's like, you know, at least at least, at I least got just myself in a healthy spot, point, you know. Right? I wasn't like well, completely screwed. Yeah. But that's the thing, so many musicians never figure that out and then they So just, many people in life don't figure Well, that there's out. that too. But like even with the extra stress of being a musician, like knowing that your your income isn't that solid or isn't that consistent, you know, it's mm -hmm. like they still don't plan ahead because, you know, they'll they'll just be like, oh, well, I just paid my mortgage. So now this, you know, $170 I just made at work, I can just go blow that. Like, yeah. So or so, and then there's sure also you have the, next month. There's mortgage. also the problem of going just circling all the way back around to the beginning of this podcast, um, the, the drinking. Yeah. Yeah. People will come here and they're like, oh, I got a $200 base pay or whatever. And they'll drink a hundred and something of it away thinking that they're going to get that much money in tips. And then you get like not even close to that. Mm -hmm. And I, I've, I can't tell you how many times I've literally watched people just drink their entire night's pay away. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it blows my mind. And then they complain and about how they can't pay their bills and how this mm -hmm. town is so rough and hard. Actually, this town, oh, well, this town's pretty easy if you know what you're doing. Right. The like, town's I'm, fine. It's I'm just not, the math. I'm not saying we get paid <laughs> fair, but, like, we get paid enough to survive. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, we can, we can do this as a full-time job and make a living. Yeah. I mean, we, and we, we also get lucky that some of the people that come to town are very generous people. Mm -hmm. you know, they just love live music, and they understand what we're doing. Um, so when they tip us, like, if it's a dollar, if it's five, twenty, a hundred, five. I mean, one guy one night saw Todd Cameron, one of the guys that I play with, saw him up in West Virginia or somewhere years ago. 
was in town, saw that he was playing here, came out and watched us, and was like, hey, I heard you have a new song out. We want to hear it. And Todd was like, yeah, we'll, we'll do it like at some point during the night. Like, you know, we, yeah. we don't want the crowd to run away. The guy was like, here's $500. Play your original song. We we're like, you done. Go. Just like Victor that comes yes, in all the time. Yeah. You know? say, Victor. So when, when you have those people, it's, it's a blessing for sure. Especially someone like Victor who comes back. And over even, even and if over they don't tip a lot and they're just like genuinely appreciative and thankful for, mm-hmm. like, I mean, we get shit on like most of our lives for the, our career choice. So when somebody's legitimately like, it's funny because it's, nice. it's less than 1% of the world that like does what we do. Oh, yeah. And not many people outside of that 1% can do what we You can maybe be able to play an instrument, but you can't do what we do. You can't right. just pull a song out of your ass and and get thrown into a band that you've never played with for four hours and mm-hmm. or thrown on the road for a week at a time with a band you've never played with or heard their music before. So, and I mean, that goes for like big shot musicians too. Yeah, like I've I talked mean, to some guys that are it, on, it blows my mind that like people will shit on us yet. We're such a niche group. Like we're such yeah. a small group of people that can do this. And then you come here and throw all your money at us to play your favorite song. Yep. Yet you'll turn around and go like, "Oh, you don't have a real job, right? Cool, yeah, that nice." I've had every real job there is in a book. I mean, I've owned my own companies, and I've never made as much as I make playing music. Not that I'm saying I make a whole lot, but right, I make more doing now what I do than any other job. <clears throat> Any other job I've ever had. And you can so, actually enjoy it. Yeah, and I, no, I love and, what I do. And that, you know? that's, that's usually my question when somebody's like, well, why don't you get a real job? I was like, well, show me a job offer that's going to pay what I make now don't, with don't, the hours that I play no, now, no, no. There and were, then I'm going to enjoy There it. were some jobs that were very close to what I get paid, and you know, I had specific days off and only had to work so many hours a day. And I was, this thing was so mundane. I was doing the same mm-hmm. thing. I hated my life. Like, I didn't, and there's some people that enjoy that. They like the stability. And I thought stability was something I enjoyed in my life. Ha, huh, fun fact, turns out it's not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, um, I don't know. I, but. Well, the, the Daryl Worley song, the only thing that's for certain is uncertainty. Yeah. It's a great one. So, Sounds like life to me. I know his guitarist. He's a super nice dude. Oh, dude, Mark? Who, yeah. Dude, he is a beast. Dude, he's a super sweet dude. For man. whatever reason, he seems to love me. He's fun. He, he's very fun. But Have you ever um, played his guitar? Do you play guitar? A little bit, but I've never played his. Dude, I tried to play his telly, and he has such light strings, and he uses such a light pick. Like I couldn't, I couldn't do it. I was like, oh my gosh, you know. But um, as fun as this is, since we are working musicians and. At least half of us have to get to a gig here in the next yeah. like half you hour. You have a six to ten, and I picked up a yeah. seven to ten. So, I gotta so go uh, let the dog out. <laughs> so we will have to wrap up. Any final thoughts from you guys on Nashville music life? Anything? I can't wait for fall. We're getting closer. I yeah. can't wait for it to cool go. down. Yeah. I can't wait for cooler weather. Also, if you come to Nashville. Um, don't touch our equipment. Please. Yeah. Don't God, put your don't drinks on stuff. stage. Don't ask for a song while we're in the middle of singing. Don't talk to us while we're playing and singing. Be nice and tip the bands. That, yeah. That's it. Like, just be a courteous person. And if we say, no, it's all right, we don't want to drink, just put something in the jug instead. Don't just walk away yeah, discouraged. We, we like definitely we do make our, uh, our living off of tips 100%. So um, if you like what you're hearing and we don't want to drink, 
Like, just throw some love in the tip jug because that's how we pay the bills. The alcohol does yeah, not if, pay if, the bills. If the band has gotten five rounds, just tip us. Yeah. yeah. Hell, if somebody brings up one round, everybody else just tip. Yeah, <laughs> I'm good with that, yeah. too. Also, don't assume that you're allowed to just get up on stage and sing with bands. Yeah. yeah that happens, like, not a thing. way too often. Dude, that uh, was my favorite thing about COVID. Don't well, my only thing stay, I loved about it. Stay off, the, stay off and away yeah. from the stage. That's I don't come... To your cubicle and dance around while you're trying to type yeah. up your uh, TPS report. Well, that's what I what I was trying to get about what <laughs> COVID, dude. Like specific. thrift savings plan. <laughs> what was what it? Uh, no, it's a uh, movie. Oh wait, reference. never mind. That's TSP. Never mind. I'm dyslexic. It's fine. That's what I love though. Like you could tell people, no, sorry, man. We're in the middle of a pandemic. I can't let you use my mic. Oh, that was, it was awesome. Fantastic. And now I, I'm just gonna say monkeypox. I tell people, if you want to get on stage, if you want to get on stage, cool. It's $100. Yeah, man. Yeah. If you want to touch my microphone, it's $300. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm going to go spend another $100 to buy a new microphone because I'm not touching that one again. Yeah. <laughs> the other yeah, exactly. option is pick an instrument, spend the next 10 years learning how to play and perform, yeah. and then come to town and get a gig. Yep. <laughs> I get it. Like, there, and there's, there's, I've had some super talented people that have paid to come up and sing mm-hmm. before. And like, look, you pay two, three hundred dollars. Like, I'll let you go up and sing a song as long as you're not being belligerent. And I've had some really awesome interactions, like some super talented people. Oh, yeah. I've also had some really bad ones. And unfortunately, that's the majority. But also, for three hundred dollars for two and a half, three minutes, I guess you know I can get over it. But yeah, no, like this. If you want to go sing, go to the karaoke bars. There's several karaoke yeah. bars oh, yeah. here. Oh yeah, you'll have a great time. They put on a show there just like we do. But Otherwise, come enjoy the music. Have a you good time. You can find live band karaoke, too, yeah. which is exactly what you just, want. Just ha- have a good time and enjoy it. Enjoy the free live music that you're literally not getting anywhere yeah. else. Yes. You yeah. cannot go anywhere else in this world where they're going to let you come into a, a bar for free. that has live music yeah. for free. That, that's another thing. Happen. Like, If you come to Nashville, understand that the guys on Broadway playing, like, those are the guys. There is a strong probability that somebody on the stage that you're listening to yeah. oh. plays with one of your favorites. Luke, Luke, like, Luke Combs' drummer was playing with us last weekend. Dude, yeah. I need to like, meet him. Like, I seem to like miss him in passing. All he the just time. Like he normal seems like normal like, dude. dude. Yeah, that's he, one of my favorite things people dude. will say too. They'll be like, uh, "Oh, well, why don't you, why aren't you on the road or whatever?" It's like, well, we are sometimes. Mm-hmm. This is off. Like I'll play, in the I'll play your mama's like ba- I'll play your mama's bathroom if the money's if you're right. You're paying me. How, yeah, yeah, like legit. Whoever your favorite country you artist is, chances yeah. are their, their guys are on Broadway. Are, yeah, exactly. So you're literally listening to your favorite musicians and have yep. no clue. And you have no idea. Kyle, what's your uh, what's your socials? Go ahead and plug them. Oh yeah. My socials are at Thurkeybase. T H E R K Y B A S S. Find me across all socials. I only have two: Facebook and uh, and Instagram. So, no, Thirky Base. You can follow me everywhere. The big thing is go look me up on Spotify. That's what. Yeah, uh, yeah. Please, go, please yeah. go listen to his stuff on Spotify. It's not. It, it's not too bad. My new hit album, Nowhere North Dakota, came out on four twenty twenty two. Uh, yeah, but just type in Noah Tellish T E L L I S H. You can find me everywhere. You can find me on Facebook with my band Carolina Pine. Also, you can find me as Woody James. And uh, if you want to find me on YouTube and all that stuff, I also just released a song in May. Well, I guess it's been a while now, May. Uh, a song is it I really did. May? Yeah, May 26th is when wow. I released it. Wow. 
Oh, dude, it's, it's a great song. Now. Please go listen to it. Yeah. I played bass on it. I was fixing to say, is that the one you played? I with? Yeah. hit the record button. Yeah, so that one. I am willing to play drums on any of your guys' stuff. Just call me. <laughs> so look that up. Uh, it's called, what's it called? Gonna Get There Someday. It's a Dirk Bentley cover that me and a couple of my friends got together and we did that one. So I hope you enjoy that on YouTube. It's Woody James Music or Woody James on YouTube. Just type it in. Just make sure you put the James afterwards or you'll be very, very disturbed. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, we'll wrap this one up. Um, hopefully, I'll be able to get you guys on again. This was super fun. Um, definitely have to get you on, Woody, for a solo podcast so sure. everybody awesome. can get to know you like we know you. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> All right. Let's wrap it up. Peace out. Thank you guys so much for checking out the podcast. I hope you enjoyed the craziness that is my Wednesday morning band. Um, We've got a lot more stuff coming for you in the near future with season two. So I hope you hang in and continue to support the podcast through that. Um, Going forward, things are going to be a little bit different, and we have some fun announcements, so that's going to be a lot of fun. I'm excited about that. Please check out Nashville for Nobodies on Facebook and Instagram. Let us know if you have any questions, comments, concerns, anything at all, and we will be back with you very soon. So as always, don't forget to tip your bartender and never forget to tip your band.